Hey everyone, this is our second crossover episode on the podcast. And today, me and Hellevorn are going to be talking about how my characters are going to be like in her setting. So we've transposed a couple of my characters into her setting and have created some backstories as well as crossovers to explain how they will be interacting with Hellevorn's characters in Hellevorn's setting. Exactly. This is going to be really fun. We, we've already had a great time uh, imagining their backstories. So uh, now we're, we're going to talk about that and imagine how they would interact if, if they were to meet. Mm -hmm. And we're going to begin with a discussion of midwinter celebrations in medieval Scandinavia to begin so we can kind of establish the setting a little bit more. Exactly, exactly. So, um, well, we don't know very much in terms of rituals because uh, we don't we don't have any of them written down. But uh, what we know is a bit about the mythology and a bit about the customs that are recorded in saga literature, which is well not very realistic, but so it, it, it can be taken with a grain of salt, some of the things that are written there. But at the same time, uh, it is the only information we have. And what we know is that um, they were holding uh, celebrations for the uh, winter solstice to celebrate the nights finally starting to get shorter. So um, uh, they would have uh, three nights of celebrations, of feasting. And um, um, what would happen is that there would be a lot of alcohol because uh, uh, there was uh, um, uh, a minimum quantity that you are supposed to drink in order to prove that you are celebrating this, uh, uh, this special occasion. So, um, um, and, and that minimum quantity is actually quite big. So for, for every man, it would be about um, uh, 15 liters or four gallons, but for all three nights. But it, it is still quite, quite a huge amount for just one person. But we don't really know uh, how much alcohol their meat and ale had. So what the actual concentration was, maybe, maybe they wouldn't get so drunk after this quantity, we don't know. And then another interesting uh, custom was to uh, take vows. So something like uh, New Year's resolutions, where they would have to swear uh, that they would do this thing and that. And in the sagas, it, it appears that, uh, well, you are held accountable for what you are swearing, especially at this time of the year, because it was sacred and because you had a lot of witnesses. So everybody at the feast would know that you are planning to do something. And especially if it was something big, uh, well, you could actually be punished with outlawry if you did not fulfill that. Or at least this is how it appears in the sagas. Uh, usually, at least in the sagas, it is something, uh, these vows are about conquering something, taking something from someone else, killing someone, or 
taking a woman as a wife or just as lover, so something along these lines. Uh, so yes, these are two really interesting customs that uh, that happen, uh, and uh, they also drink boar, uh, uh, sorry, eat boar and horse me horse meat. Yes, and they would swear on the boar uh, that well, this is how they would make their vows. Mm, I see. Uh, yes, it's so very serious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is probably what is going to to take place at Ranveig's party up in Nordland. <laughs> Since Ranveig is a woman, is she expected to drink as much as the men or less? Uh, yeah, less, less. The uh, the well, the women would drink as well, and there were there would also be an interesting custom that at some parties people would be uh, drinking in pairs, and they would be allotted a partner for drinking, and it's usually uh, men and women. So even if they are not couples, they would every man would be allotted a woman to drink with in order to make conversation and to uh and to uh well make it more enjoyable for everyone so this is what appears in the sagas and this would be interesting because uh we can also imagine who gets paired with who in this setting but yes women would be expected to drink less because it wasn't very uh fashionable to get drunk so it was okay to drink it was required to drink but getting drunk was not not a good idea. It, it was frowned upon, actually. Uh, so even Odin himself is saying that uh, too much drinking just uh, uh, makes makes a man's mind dull, and that is very bad in, by Norse standards <laughs> because they, they were taking pride in being sharp-witted. So yeah, drinking too much is not good. <laughs> what kind of alcohol did they drink? Like. For example, would they drink something as extreme as vodka? Uh, well, uh, it was mead and ale. And mead was the one that would be drunk this party because it was more special. But we don't really know how much alcohol it contained. It's, it is made out of honey, so it would be sweet-ish. But uh, yeah, I have no idea. And I, I don't think anyone really knows uh, how how drunk you would get after uh, a mead horn, after consuming a whole mead horn. But since the quantity was so large, maybe it wasn't that much alcohol, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would think so, too. So I guess if Arda Young, you know, brought a lot of vodka, maybe they couldn't drink that much. They would have to adjust <laughs> oh, yeah. it. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Wow, <laughs> bringing vodka. <laughs> I guess that these these people, if, if they were really used to uh, uh, not as concentrated levels of alcohol, if they were to, to feel their meat horn about this size with vodka, I, I don't think things will, will end up well for them. No. <laughs> <laughs> so they can get tipsy, but they can't get drunk, right? Yeah, yeah, preferably. Or, or they would have the town gossiping afterwards, especially if they do something stupid. So, <laughs> it would probably happen. <laughs> and I can think about some of my characters would be really silly if they got drunk. So. <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what, what if they got drunk to the point of blacking out? Yeah, I think everybody would laugh at them because it's not, you're not the real man if you, if you just pass out from drinking, you know? 
<laughs> you have to drink fashionable quantities. Just show that you have drunk, but not show the the effects. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that will be very challenging when Ardayan introduces his drinks. <laughs> oh gosh, yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes, you so, can secretly add water, you know, just to pretend. Oh, look, I just finished my entire horn, but it would be half filled with water. <laughs> yes, so we are going to start with. Um, the most earliest uh, events, which is Ingvar meeting Ardayan, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. So we have to to set up the scene for their meeting uh, at the party because, uh, yeah, we decided that uh, they met back when Ingvar was in the Kievan Rus. And uh, that happened when he was about 20 or 21 years old. And uh, in the original story, he goes there, he is with King Olaf Tregvason, uh, who was previously held, uh, well, he, he used to be a slave there. And uh, well, let's say that he has some unfinished business. And uh, Ingvar Hakon and Olaf go there and Ingvar has an encounter with a witch. But we were thinking that instead of a witch, maybe he has an encounter with a very intriguing Russian merchant, which is Ardayan. And we can see the medieval version of him behind me. He's the guy standing next to Ingvar, who is on the far right. So he's the one in the middle, yeah. That's really interesting because I had not recognized him. <laughs> I mean, if I didn't know what was supposed to be in the picture, I would not have imagined it was him. He looks so legit <laughs> with long hair and <laughs> yeah, and in that outfit. Yes. So I think, how, so how would he meet him? Because he's not a mystic. So would he meet him at the bazaar or the, the market? Yeah, I think so. Or uh, they were going to a brothel, so he can meet him at oh, the Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I think that Ardayan would spend a lot of time over there. <laughs> yeah, he would. And then he suddenly sees Ingvar, and then they start talking, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. He is just interested in, uh, I don't know, talking to, to foreign people, and because he wants to sell his wares, right? And, uh, well, I was thinking that Ingvar would be very much interested in books. So if Ardayan is selling books the way he is in canon, then they would really have something to talk about. And that would give Ingvar a, a good basis for, you know, taking an interest in him more than, in, uh, more than he would in another person, in another merchant. So they could begin by talking about books. And uh, yeah, he would very much like that. <laughs> oh, I have an idea that would appeal to Ingvar. Some of the books are about anatomy. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, he would really love it. Yeah, he, uh, he has been interested in anatomy ever since he was a child. And um, yeah, it's, um, well, we will see some, we'll have some scenes in the story of Valdis with Ingvar being interested in, in anatomy. Uh, it's kind of creepy, but we can just say that um, he, could, he could be a good, uh, 
healer, maybe, if he's interested in the human body, but he's mostly interested in the inside of the human body and in the mechanisms and not, uh, you know, he has a problem with nudity. So <laughs> <laughs> not in the outside, not in the way that most people are interested in the human body, you know? <laughs> not in the way that Arda Jan's interested. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess maybe like, um, I guess at the beginning when they talk about anatomy, Ardayan's talking about the outside, but then Ingvar makes it about the inside <laughs> and the brain, right? He likes the brain. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he has this thing where he can turn a conversation that's kind of flirty into something kind of creepy. He can't do that. We've seen that in Lucky Wolf, right, with Ale. <laughs> and, uh, well, Ingvar has this thing where he just uh, ranges between not saying anything and suddenly being very, uh, very honest, too honest with things that people say, who are like, uh, are like, whoa, why is he sharing this? I didn't want to know that. So yeah, anyone could do something like this. <laughs> so, he can be very intense. We can say, mm -hmm. you, you can imagine that he's not really paying attention and he's not interesting. And then he just says something that, <laughs> wow. So yeah, I guess he can also catch Ardayan's attention <laughs> with these things. So it could turn into a very intense conversation. It would, yeah. And Ardayan would start, you know, he catches all of these things and he, he knows what Ingvar is interested in. So he becomes more engaged with the conversation because he's very good at catching verbal cues and nonverbal ones as well. And then I think Ingvar already has the tattoos at this point, right? Uh, sorry, the? The tattoos. Oh, yeah, yeah, he does, he does. So then he kind of notices that he has something on his neck and then he's just like, oh, you know, like, he's like asking him about it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> they were just talking about anatomy, right? So then he was like, how hard is it or how easy is it to get, a, you know, a tattoo done over there or like, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. That's true, yeah. Yeah, so uh, indeed, I can imagine that for someone like Ardayan, as it is for Eolf, Ingvar's tattoos are really interesting. Exactly, and it leads to um, them eventually <laughs> engaging in sexual relations. Because <laughs> it covers his entire body, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, actually, Ardayan would be more used to tattoos because uh, in, in Scandinavia, we don't really know if people had tattoos, but we know that the, the Norsemen in the Kievan Rus had tattoos. So it's probably not Ardayan's first time he, he, he deals with a man like this. But, well, um, yeah, he hasn't seen Ingvar and he is interested in well, because he is bisexual in this AU, right? So. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, in canon, he's not um, bisexual, but in here he is, just to see how he would be like with Ingvar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poor Ingvar. We, we, we keep shoving people down his throat, <laughs> shipping him with people. And he's not really the most shippable person, but I think that this is exactly the attraction, you know, because shipping Eolf with someone is not that fun because Eolf can be shipped with pretty much anyone. So unless someone is, is a huge asshole, Eolf would definitely want to have 
some kind of affair with that person, man, woman, <laughs> you know? So it's not really that fun with Eyal, but with Ingvar, because he's so particular, we started by, by discussing which of your characters he would actually like. And we came to the conclusion that Ardayan, yes. <laughs> yes, so I guess, would they use hallucinogens just like in the story? Oh yeah, I think so. I think that they would. Yeah, because actually without them, I don't really imagine Ingvar just having a one-night stand with some random person because it usually takes someone a lot of time to, uh, I don't know, to, to get him to that point. I mean, it took Eolf a lot of time and things didn't really go as he had planned. So he, it turns out that he would have needed a lot more time. So to do that in one night alone, well, Ardeyan would have to be really dashing and there would have to be a lot of hallucinogens involved. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, um, <laughs> would Ingvar be in the passive role? <laughs> wow, yeah, that's a really good question. I, I really don't know. I, I don't think, I mean, not the first time. He would need a lot of persuasion. I'm not sure. I mean, well, maybe because he's 20, maybe, you know, he was during that period in his life when he was bent on doing crazy things. I mean, he was really reckless. So he was, I think, more open to trying things back then. Right now at 30, 32, like he's in the, uh, in, in the present, then no, I mean, he would definitely not have a one night stand with some random person and definitely not in that way. But maybe at 20, I don't know, with with the hallucinogens and all, maybe, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was thinking of that short story you wrote where Eolf and Ingvar finally go all the way. <laughs> and <laughs> Ingvar preferred to be the passive one, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But they were, yeah, the context was very different because they, they already had a very deep relationship and they were very comfortable with each other. So I guess it would take a lot of time for Ingvar to get to that point. But once he does, yeah, sure, no problem. But with Ingvar, it's also a bit of a, a domination game, if you want. So uh, I don't know, maybe to, to, to someone to, because, you know, he generally thinks he's so good compared to everyone else. And he sort of needs to be, or, or he wants someone to prove him that, oh, you're, you're not as good and you're not as in control as you want to be, you know? So maybe it's that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, in the, in the right circumstances, that could happen. So when he is 20, maybe it would happen even as a one-night stand. <laughs> yeah. And I guess after this, they don't really say anything or talk to each other. And it's not until the party, like 10 years later, because I think Ingvar's yeah. like 30 when it happens, right? Yeah. So like, it's not until the party 10 years later that they meet again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ingvar generally likes to prefer that things didn't happen, you know? So... <laughs> <laughs> would he recognize him? Uh, yes, he would. He would because Ingvar would not be with anyone else in those 11 years. So he would definitely recognize him. 
<laughs> but isn't Aeolf also in this AU? So wasn't he kind of with Aeolf? Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, it, it depends on what we imagine happened until this point. I mean, if if they have already started their relationship, then yeah, it's okay. But he would still remember Ardayan because for, for Ingvar, these kind of relationships are such a big deal that he would not forget. Mm, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then maybe Ardayan looks so much older. So how would he recognize him until he introduces himself, right? Well, if he knows that it's someone from Kevin Rus and he sees him, he would he would probably recognize him, I think. I mm -hmm. mean, if he sort of looks the same. He, he still has his hair like that and all that. Yeah, I, I don't think it would be a, 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 unrealistic to have him recognize him right away. So, yeah. <laughs> Especially because, well, he pretends that it didn't happen, but he, I'm sure he remembers that with, with a lot of guilt, actually. He was like, what was I thinking? That was a terrible thing I did in my youth. I was such a reckless guy. What was wrong with me? And then he, when he would see Ardayan, he'd be like, oh, crap, out of all the people, this guy. The, the the most embarrassing thing I ever did now is coming back. <laughs> well, that isn't to say that he wouldn't be a bit thrilled to see him, but this would just be his first reaction, you know? Mm -hmm. And we said that out of all the characters, Ardayan, he, he would probably be the most attracted to him because Ardayan is like the right mix of kind of intellectual. And then he also takes the lead, right? And what else about him did he, would he like? Well, if he is a book merchant, yeah, he would oh, definitely yeah, that too. Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, exactly. Because he'd be very interested in knowing more about books. He, he would like to, to read and to have all that knowledge. And even if he cannot read those, those languages, he would still be like, oh, show me what's this book about, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And Another thing is that you said that Ingvar likes people who are calm and dignified. I don't know if Ardayan really fits that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, um, well, Ardayan is someone who can really measure his words and isn't, isn't impulsive. He's not calm and dignified, but he's not impulsive either. So I think that could work because, of course, Elf is not calm and dignified either. So if if there is the right combination of traits, maybe this is not the most important thing because well, Elf was also very good with speaking, interacting with people, even if he was not calm and dignified. He could very well pretend that he is when he wants to pretend and Ardayan can do that as well. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so yes, I think they would, they would find this in common, but it would be a, a predicament for Ingvar because, of course, he will want to pretend that nothing happened. I mean, even if he does admit that he, he knows Ardayan, he would just be like, oh, hello, yes. <laughs> and that's that. He just turns back. He doesn't want to, to get to talking about that. So what if Ardayan was talking to him one-on-one -on -one after the party or like in some other room? <laughs> I don't know. And then he asks him, so how have you been all these years? And then he asks him all these like private questions. 
and said, you know, I really missed you. You know, in all these 10 years, I haven't really met anyone who was as fun to talk to as you. Like, how would Ingvar react? Um, Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he he would, in private, he would talk to him and he would answer, but he would feel uncomfortable at the kind of private questions. I mean, he would would not want to talk about his relationship with Eos. He would want to talk general things, you know, how how things are going and the political situation in Norway, the prices of wares and things like that. He would prefer to stick to that even in private. But um, yeah, if if it came to that, maybe he would just tell him that, uh, well, there is someone in his life, you know, he, he would probably get to that. Mm-hmm. So there's no chance of them reigniting because Eyalf is in the picture, right? Oh, don't worry. There might be. I mean, if Eyalf comes into the picture and he wants something to be happening, it will happen. <laughs> but yeah, Ingvar says that he doesn't want anything to happen, but maybe he can be persuaded because uh, when when someone deals with people like Eolf and Ardayan, who can be uh, notoriously persuasive, <laughs> even Ingvar can be turned. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. So in the other situation, because we will talk more about this at Reinvig's party, we also talked about Joel and the Dean in Aiden's monastery. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because if we're talking about it chronologically, then yes, this is the next step. So now we are in England, in Northumbria, and we are at a monastery. And there uh, we decided that the Dean would be uh, a priest and he would be the one to teach young uh, monks and unordained priests, uh, well, exegesis. And um, uh, one of his students would be Edgar, who, who is uh, Aiden's older half-brother, and another one would be Joel. So, yes, um, and Aiden would be at the monastery as well, because he is about the same age as Joel, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I, I, Young, a couple of years younger, I think. How old is Joel in, in canon? Mm, when we first meet him, he is 19. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, so they are about the same age. Adam is 18, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, so I guess this is how they meet, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, so Joel meets Aiden, right? Uh, what else uh, have we decided about Joel? Um, so basically, he ran away from abusive parents, and then he decided to enter the monastery since no other place took him in. And he kind of sucks up to the dean, like we said before, because of their shared interest in <laughs> apologetics. Oh, yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so he is the dean's favorite student, isn't he? Mm-hmm, he is. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, that would be interesting. And uh, yeah, he also keeps his family situation. Uh, I don't think it's something that he would talk to Aiden about, but uh, how easily do you think Joel talks about personal things like that? Because it it is a delicate subject for him. Mm, I don't think he would really mention it unless he was very close with that person. And I don't know how close he and Aiden would be. Are they close? Do you think they would be close? Um, 
Well, I guess it depends on how uh well on how many other friends they have. I mean, maybe they could get close because there is no one else they they really talk to. So maybe they would get to talk because they are sort of outsiders. I don't know. Would uh, how would Joel be in his interactions with other other monks? Hmm. I think he would be kind of closed off and maybe he only talks more when there's an argument or some kind of debate going on. Mm-hmm. So he's he's not very much liked by people because he talks a lot, but not in a very friendly way. I mean, he, he, it's not like he, he doesn't talk because he's trying to be friendly to other people. Mm-hmm. So maybe other people would not uh, like him all that much. I don't think they would, no. Yeah, then then he and Dayden might get closer, but I'm not sure how close because neither of them is the type of person who who talks about private things. So I I don't really imagine them really talking about their families, but if they did, they would have interesting conversations because Aiden was also sent off to the monastery, sort of, I mean, against his will, yes, against his will. It's not that... he didn't want to study, but he didn't want to become a priest. And he become a priest, especially because he knows that his father or her husband, the the alderman, sent him because he wanted to to get rid of him and not have him in the picture anymore as an heir. Because as uh, once you enter the monastery, you have to give up all worldly possessions. So he basically gives up his entire inheritance. And wow. Merwin knows why the Alderman wanted this. So of course she opposes it. Because Edgar also studied the Bible and he knew how to read and write, but he he doesn't become a priest, right? So why why should Aiden <laughs> go through this, you know? Mm-hmm. Why exactly. Can't he be just a, a literate yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think Aiden really wants to talk about his family either. Yeah, I don't think so. But people unavoidably know a lot about his family because he's the son of the older. So everyone is interested, and, and there is a lot of gossip. And I think that Aiden, uh, well, to to put off the gossip, sometimes says things because he cannot stand the lies anymore you know and 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 so i think that people know more about Aiden than uh than he he's comfortable with mm-hmm. yeah but there are some he's, he's forced to reveal some things mm-hmm. but he generally likes to pretend and uh just he, at one point he starts just inventing things because he's tired of answering truthfully and talking about private things so so he makes things up which which make him seem as weird so mm-hmm. people would think of that's the weird kid let's stay away from him <laughs> so do you think no, i didn't dean would not like him why do you think I he think. would not like him uh well maybe because of the way he sometimes acts because he can't come off as arrogant and uh maybe in the same way that sam does or or in a similar way you know so he he does stand up to the dean even though he is his superior He, he doesn't really care if if he brings him to that point then he doesn't care anymore 
So, of course, he would not like that, especially if it happens in the presence of other monks, because it would undermine his authority. Mm-hmm. So, if, if that happens, if, if he criticizes him a lot, then, yeah, that, that might happen. Because otherwise, with studying, uh, he is quite studious, I think. I mean, he doesn't really like the, the part where he has to interpret the Bible. He sort of finds that useless. But in other matters like uh, sciences, astronomy and uh, medicine and, and basically anything else that is not really Bible interpretation, uh, he's very good and he likes reading a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So I guess, I guess that's another reason why the dean wouldn't like him, because I guess he doesn't seem very enthusiastic in general, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he gets enthusiastic, but like I said, about sciences and, and about literature. And uh, another interesting thing is that it was kind of frowned upon in monasteries to uh, uh, for the monks to read things about uh, uh um, warriors, those uh, um, poems about warriors instead of reading about Christ and characters from the Bible. So Aydin would be very much into that, especially uh, from classical Roman literature. He, he would be very much interested in that subject. And he would be much more eager to talk about um, classical heroes than he is about Moses or characters in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, which the dean wouldn't like. He would be wondering why is he only excited about the stuff that's not, you know, godly enough. Yeah, exactly. And and in some monasteries, it was kind of forbidden for monks to to read that. You know, so <laughs> I imagine Aiden would be one of those people who would smuggle <laughs> the, those forbidden books. You know, and uh, I think Joel as well, wouldn't he? Hmm. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I guess so because he is, uh, in in many respects, he's very revolutionary type in canon. So maybe this this would be one thing that he does. Maybe this is how he gets closer to Aiden. That's true. They can have the shared commonality of sneaking books, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then suddenly one day, um. Ingvar's men come and raid the monastery. Oh, yes, exactly. Exactly. And uh, everything is turned upside down for them. And some of them are taken uh, to Norway to be, to be slaves. And I imagine that they also take the dean because, um, well, the, the dean could uh, provide Ingvar with knowledge, so to sort of teach him, couldn't he? Because this is what he does. So what, what person would be better to, to teach them stuff uh, than the dean, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. So maybe this is why they take the dean. <laughs> because he's, he's not good as, as, as a working man, given his age. <laughs> but he, he can be a wise man. So they take him for his wisdom. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I guess they could do that. And do you think... Um, Ingvar would actually like him as a person or just like his knowledge? 
Yeah, I think his knowledge that he would just tell him to to refrain from Bible stories. Just give me all the knowledge you can give me, but not things related to 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 your religion. You know, he, he would probably set that that line. Does but think- as a person, well, I don't think so. I mean, it depends on how the dean acts. I mean, if 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 he wants to play the you know the the missionary, oh, you you are all pagan and you are sinful and you have to convert, then of course they would not get along. But if he doesn't want to be a martyr, then he would just, I don't know, refrain from those things and and, and go along with it. And because he can do a good work uh, teaching the pagans something, even if he isn't converting them. And maybe maybe he would hope that in time he might even convert some of them. So mm-hmm. I, I imagine that he would just choose the diplomatic approach and say, okay, I will just shut up and subliminally try to convert them, but never say that out loud. <laughs> I think he, it's the hardest on him, right? Being kidnapped to Scandinavia would be the hardest on the dean. Oh, yeah, definitely. And also because he's old and also because he had a, a good position there. And now, well, if, if he is if he is taken as some kind of a wise man, then it's okay, he doesn't lose that much. I mean, he's still not a common slave, Mm -hmm. but it it would be the worst for him, yes. Yes, and how about Joel? Do you think he has it worse than Aiden? Ah, I don't know. How how do you think Joel would be in his situation, in in that situation to just uh, wake up one day and realize that he's a slave? He's the lowest of the low. (laughs) What would he think? He's Um, a monster as well. He already thinks that he is the lowest of the low. (laughs) (laughs) So that's not really much of a change, right? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Poor Joel. I feel so sorry for him. I don't know, maybe he would try to commit suicide or something because he doesn't like a lot of change in his life. So it's very scary. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, that might happen because, yeah, maybe Aiden would convince him not to do that because we don't want him to end up like that. The the story would end too quickly. That's true. But yeah. if the Norse saw him do it, would they stop him? Or they're like, whatever, just kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think they would stop him, uh, at least for pragmatic reasons. Like, we don't want to lose a slave. We, we went through all this trouble to get him from all the way from England to work for us. And now he's, he's taking his life. That, that's not good. He belongs to us now. He's not allowed to take his life. <laughs> so yeah, I think they would stop him. I mean, I guess it depends on who on who sees him because it's Oswald. He might even help. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I think, and also he's not a very useful, you know, slave because he's he's physically very weak and he doesn't like to listen to orders. Yeah, I know. I know he really isn't the best of slaves. But well, if if he's a medieval person, then he he must have done some some kind of physical work before he went to the monastery. So maybe he can just be put in a position where he does something like that, like I don't know, gardening or just taking the sheep on the pasture to graze or something. So so 
something where he doesn't have to use a lot of physical force. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Good <laughs> job for the weaklings. <laughs> so he's even more weak than Aiden, I think. Well, I think so. I think so, yeah, because Aiden did have some training in as a warrior and definitely quite a lot of training in sports because as a nobleman, it was a requirement. Oh, so, okay. Uh, okay, he was taken to the monastery when he was like 12, but he did as much as one person could do before 12. I see. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess that, that's what will happen. And <laughs> who will Joe get along with the best out of all your characters once he is in Scandinavia? Mm, so uh, out of the Norse people, that's a good question. I don't really know. How, how would he get along with Helgi and Lars? No, that they wouldn't. I think they would make fun of him. I mean, not really in a mean way, but he would prank him in all sorts of ways. And, and I think Joel would be terrorized by them. They, they don't really want to hurt him, but they just want to have a good laugh. So, so no, not with Helgi and Lars, unfortunately. And they are kind of the most approachable people. <laughs> But I'm not sure how Joe would would react to that behavior. I, I think he would react very defensively because he would be reminded of the people who bullied him. So then he would, I yeah. You know, I really feel sorry for Joe because he doesn't want to be bullied again. So, so he, he would definitely take their jokes as, as bullying because it's not as bad as Oswald would bully someone, but it's, yeah, it's, it's not pleasant, I think. So, so I'm not sure, apart from Aiden, maybe the girls, maybe Oshild or Svanhild, because I changed her name, sorry. <laughs> I had too many characters uh, with names starting with A. So I changed her name <laughs> to Svanhild, uh, who is Ranveig's, one of Ranveig's uh, friends, girls. So uh, maybe with her, because she's, she's really nice to people and she's funny and uh, she's really nice to Aiden as well. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess, would she feel pity for him? Yeah, I think so. I mean, she, she doesn't really want to, to see people hurt. And uh, she feels sorry for, for those that were enslaved. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm, how about Ingvar? What would he think of Joel? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe he would find him useful if... Uh, if, if the dean needs someone to help him with in his job, you know, and, and he just says, okay, Joel was my, my best student, so I'm just going to take him to, I don't know, make parchment for me. Then, yeah, I think Ingvar, well, he wouldn't think much about Joel, I guess. I mean, it, it depends on how, uh, what opportunities they have to really interact. I don't know, because Ingvar doesn't really interact with a lot of people, and especially not with with people who are so much younger and with people that he doesn't, you know, have to interact, like people he does business with or who are into politics or leaders or something. So I don't see how he would have an opportunity to talk to Joel. How do you think? Hmm. I'm not sure either. I think it will probably be through Aiden, maybe. 
Yeah, through Aiden and through the dean, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about Reinveig? What would she think? Well, Reinveig will definitely find uh, all the, the, the new guys, the, the foreign guys. She would think them very interesting and she would like to get to everyone, uh, to get to know everyone. But uh, of course, she would be pretty condescending. And if she sees that the the guy is sort of interested in her i think that she would be uh, i don't know more haughty and you know just getting into conversation with them but also playing hard to get and things like that so and she, she would be very conscious if if someone finds her attractive and she sort of takes it as a given that every guy finds her attractive so i don't know maybe uh I'm, I'm not really sure how nice she would treat him because, you know, given his position as, as a slave, because if she wasn't, if he wasn't a slave and he was, say, a merchant, then it would be okay. She's, she's not really a bad person, but, but she wants to seem bossy because she, she has this thing with, with authority. She doesn't want to, to be seen as weak and not a good leader. And yeah, so maybe she would she would sort of bully them because she she bullies Aiden as well so <laughs> she would definitely bully Joel as well not all that much not as much as Aswald or something but yeah she does yeah Aswald would really not like him right even more than he dislikes Aiden uh, actually, I do think more because he dislikes Aiden all the more when he realizes that Ranveig is sort of interested in him. So that is what really, really triggers Oswald. So if, if Ranveig doesn't show a special interest in Joel, then it would just be the regular amount of bullying that a Christian slave would get, which is a lot. <laughs> Oh, what if he reveals he's not not a Christian? Like, you know, he doesn't believe in anything, but he just had to go to the monastery because there was no choice. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, that would be better. That would be better, yeah. I, I mean, certainly it would be with with all those people because they, they would try to uh, to tell them to give up their, their faith, right? So if Joel says, that's okay, I don't have to give anything up. I don't have any. <laughs> He would get off really easily. Yeah. Or he would do that the instant he goes there. <laughs> so he gets better treatment than everyone else, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, then I don't think they would have a big problem with him. <laughs> they just think he's weak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, yeah, well, of course, that, that, that would be a good reason to make fun of someone. So if yeah, a, a weak slave. <laughs> it, it's not a good thing to have in your household. <laughs> yeah, just like how Aiden is being made fun of for being weak, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yes. <laughs> uh, does Joel have a beard? I think he might have to have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because another uh, reason why people get bullied in the Viking Age is if they cannot grow a beard. <laughs> <laughs> so he will have one like Lev's. Oh yeah, exactly. 
Well, Lev, if he comes there with that beard, he'll be respected. <laughs> Everyone would be like, respect, man. That's a really nice beard. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was made of animal fur? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it looks natural, then it's good. <laughs> Joe would, would find a way to stick, to glue uh, fur to his face to stop being bullied. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes uh, so yes so we can talk about the party now right uh yeah what about frankie he's gonna be at the party oh okay, yeah. yeah he's like a sicilian wine merchant and he's i guess he met sam at the at the party or at the b- bazaar where they all met Rhinevig, and then she decided to invite all of them to the party right Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So he, uh, sorry, you are breaking up a bit. So who uh, breaking off? Sorry. <laughs> uh, so uh, he he knows Sam, right? Mm-hmm. And it's okay. because Sam is always because we as we talked about, Sam is he oh, is a lawyer and he's always at the marketplace telling his stories. So then we have um, people like Frankie and Tom. Tom is a whale hunter who is part Greenlandic. And all of these people meet Sam when he's telling his stories at the marketplace. Okay, great. So they they didn't know uh, before. They didn't know each other before. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, so it's uh, it's already Yule. And uh, of course, the, the Yal, who is the leader of the entire region, is throwing a big party at his house. So the most important people in the, in the area would be invited to this party. So uh, of course, uh, the wine merchant Frankie would be a good person to, to invite because everybody wants wine. Wine was very uh, exotic uh, as a drink and only the rich people could afford it. So of course they would like to uh, to show off with all the money that they have, uh, especially someone like Eilf, who is who is trying to uh, to sell wine in Norway because it would be so uh, so expensive. You cannot go grow grapes in Norway at, at this time, so it's uh, uh, it, it's important and it's expensive. So yeah, they they would have uh, a wine merchant definitely, and of course and all kinds of merchants bring, bringing out of the ordinary stuff. So, yeah. So wine, um, I guess they would compare it to mead, right? Because mead was the most co- common drink. Yes, exactly. And uh, well, they could make wine, for example, from cherries and other fruits, but not from grapes. Mm-hmm, I see. Yeah, so I guess Frankie can bring some of his wine to the party as well, along with Ardeyan's vodka. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they would have a lot to drink. <laughs> and then imagine after they drink so much, they would they would take vows. I don't, I don't really want to imagine what stupid vi- vows they would take after consuming this much alcohol. <laughs> I'm not sure either. I think Sam would say something very outlandish. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> who who would get the most drunk out of your characters? Hmm. Definitely not Ardayan because he's used to all the vodka. So he he and Ingvar would, would really not get drunk. Uh Elf would not get drunk either because he doesn't like to drink. Uh he just tastes a bit, just that it's 
you know, because because it's tasteful. It's uh, yeah for for a guy just to show that he has fine tastes in drinks, you know. But then he wouldn't really drink. So Hawkwon would drink a lot, and Helgi and Lars would also drink a lot, and they would get drunk really fast. There's <laughs> all kinds of stupid things like I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> getting naked and throwing each other in the snow and oh you know, yeah you, you know what they could do they could just uh jump uh jump in the icy water or in the snow after oh they heated, you know and which one of the of your characters do you think would take part in this because Hakon, Helgi and Lars would certainly do this maybe Sam when he's very drunk <laughs> that would be so funny <laughs> and maybe Frankie, like maybe he will take part too because Sam is getting naked in the water. Oh gosh, that's right. Oh my God. So Frankie would really love it. So, so many naked people. <laughs> he would definitely be there. <laughs> exactly. I think Arda Young would be watching too, but he won't do it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh, so because Frankie is Sicilian, he really doesn't like the idea of jumping into very cold water because he, he has warmer waters and by comparison, it's not very comfortable, right? But once he realizes that people are getting naked, he would definitely want to be there. <laughs> He's like, oh, wait for me. <laughs> he might not do it, but he will watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he really likes watching this kind of stuff. <laughs> Just like Arda Yan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would Arda Yan do this? I don't think he would. No, but he would try to get Ingvar to do it. <laughs> he wants yeah, to see that. Yeah. yeah, there's no chance with that. He definitely would not do that. I mean, he can be persuaded to do certain things in private that can seem out of character for him, but never in public. In public, he is the most proper of people. <laughs> He's almost as, I mean, not only he's just as proper as the dean in public so no oh he might try to get the dean to do it then <laughs> oh gosh maybe after he's cured of his impotence <laughs> but the dean's old so if he does it he might die so i don't think that's a good idea <laughs> gosh no no it's not your right. <laughs> Yeah, so I think Sam would join Helgi and Lars and jump in because <laughs> he thinks it will get, get him more views. Well, not views, but like more attention by people remember him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. More views. Yeah, yeah, that, that's actually a good way to put it because uh, where else do you get more attention than at this high profile party where there's the entire town watching you doing something out of the ordinary and cheering for you, you know? <laughs> so he would love it. He loves the cheering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So um, <clears throat> that's definitely him. And at Tom, maybe he will talk to Ingvar about whale hunting. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, I think Tom could do that if he wanted to, because he's used to very cold temperatures, isn't he? That's true. Yeah. But I'm not sure if he, he would like the, all the, the laughing and the silliness, because he's yeah. like a little bit embarrassed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. This is how Tom usually takes a bath. So it's not very out of the ordinary for him. That's <laughs> true. <doesn't> funny. <laughs> very true. 
<laughs> so he yeah. might talk to Ingvar about that instead. And then they, they might talk about like, does Ingvar still do whale hunting? Uh, no, he doesn't. Uh, it was his uh, uncle who had this business, but he did it for a while. Uh, well, it, it was kind of, uh, I mean, his mother didn't want him to do that. I mean, both of his parents didn't really want him to get involved in that because it was dangerous. And uh, he, he thought that he is better than this, you know, like he, he can do something with using his mind so there's no use putting him uh, his life at risk doing this so they didn't really agree but then he he did it a few times but I, I he found it very interesting so I think that he would love to talk to Tom about this because Tom knows so much about it mm-hmm. and maybe like because you know he hunts whales so then he sells whale products at the bazaar oh yeah that's right yeah that's really good that's great. Mm-hmm. So it would be like whale fat, right? And like maybe like tusks and stuff and oh, bones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be great. And uh, yeah, and, and then the meat too. It, it would be great. They would love it mm-hmm. because uh, it was kind of rare that the Norse people would be actually hunting the whales. They would mostly eat the, the flesh of beach whales. So. Mm there wasn't all that much hunting. So I think that they, they would really like it. I mean, Ingvar would certainly love the thrill of it. So especially when he was a teenager, he, he really liked the thrill. So that's certainly something thrilling. So I think that he would he would admire Tom for having this life. Mm-hmm. He would, yeah. <laughs> so another man crush for Ingvar? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe under the right circumstances, but now that we have our Dayan in the picture, yeah, there is uh, th- there's a bit too much excitement for Ingvar. I don't think he has time for anyone else. He already has so many people courting him. <laughs> He's suddenly the most popular one. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there's, there's Ranveig, there's Eolf, there's Ardayan, and well, s- sort of Aiden, if if we count that he he's it's Ingvar who sort of had a crush on him so yeah a lot of people and if we add Tom to this wow <laughs> it's too much for the poor guy <laughs> do you think Tom would like him in that way hmm maybe he would oh nice <laughs> But then I don't know how he would express it because he doesn't know how long he's staying, right? So then he probably won't express it that much. And I think he kind of can, can sense that Arda Jan is also interested. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I definitely don't imagine him making the first move, especially not in this situation when Ingvar is, is older and he is an important person and everything. And, and also with his personality, how, how standoffish he is. I mean, even if, even if they might like each other, they would never manifest it, at least not in this context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately. But Arda Jan likes the fact that he's standoffish because he sees it as a challenge. Yeah, and, and there's a big conquest. Exactly. You know? He has someone who's really easy, like Eolf. Yeah, it can be fun, but uh, both Ardayan and Eolf would be attracted exactly to this. So, okay, I, I want that guy who, who doesn't like anyone. If he likes me, then it means that I'm so great. Mm-hmm, exactly. 
Yeah. So as for the New Year's resolutions, is everyone going to be talking about what they will have an oath about? Yeah, I think so, maybe. Or maybe those who are the most drunk and <laughs> have a lot of attention directed towards them. Because maybe some people don't want to get into that because they aren't plan- planning to do anything special. Mm, <laughs> But- that's true. It has to be kind of outrageous, right? Yeah, sort of. So something really worth mentioning is not something like, oh, I'll, my crops will be better next year. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, Sam is going to say that he, he wants to be God or a God. Just oh, that God. drunk, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> or is that like blasphemy? Like, I, I think he wants to see the reaction in the dean's face too. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, for the Norse people, I don't think it would be that much of a blasphemy. I mean, they, they have a lot of gods and a lot of lesser gods, so, so they don't really care. And, and they also have these, these uh, in, in their myths, gods uh, walking the earth and mingling with people. So it's, they aren't as sacred as God would be for a Christian person. So, yeah, I think the deep would be the most scandalized. So he also hates Sam in this universe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and also something that appears in sagas. Uh, when, when there is a Christian character, apparently, uh, at this Yule feast, uh, they had him uh, eat horse meat. And he was very scandalized by it because it, it was a, a, a pagan that was strongly associated with Christian with uh, paganism. Sorry. Oh, really? Be, yeah, and they thought it would be really sinful for them to uh, to to eat that meat. So it was a big deal in the sagas. He he really refused. He was very offended. And <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if they offered the dean horse meat, it would be the same. He'd be like, oh God, I'm, I'm not touching that. And he would just say a prayer to, <laughs> to be forgiven for, because it, it was also, I mean, it, it's not good to even inhale it. This is how it was described. Is there a reason why it was seen in such a bad light? I don't know. Maybe it was just for the Norse people, because I don't think that Christians in other places have a taboo against horse meat, but I guess in Norway it was because it was associated with uh, the the pagan times of Christianity. So soon after the conversion, uh, it, it was a taboo to eat horse meat because it, mm. it it might make people fall into the old ways again, you know. Oh, okay, I see. Something along these lines. So perhaps it would not have uh, this effect upon the dean. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't associate it with anything. That's true. Yeah, I think it's regional, right? Yes, I think so. I think so. I, yeah. I'm not sure how Anglo-Saxons viewed this, if what they thought about horse meat and how, and if they associated it with paganism or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. So yeah, uh, Frankie, I guess his resolution would be something vague, but it's something related to love. <laughs> Oh yeah, to, uh, to to have a really huge list of people that he he has slept with, <laughs> and also to h- hoping that that one person that he loves will finally receive his I mean re- like return his feelings. Oh yeah, that's right, and, and we know who that person is. <laughs> of course, and this is why he came to the party in the first place. 
Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Just saw him in the market and he was completely captivated. <laughs> exactly. I guess one of his dreams was fulfilled when Sam jumped into the lake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was, Frankie was the one to hand him a blanket <laughs> to keep him warm afterwards. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Because I have a feeling that Sam would would secretly uh, uh, regret <laughs> the the action of jumping in the lake, so he would be eager to get the blanket from Frankie. I think he would. He's like freezing when he comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, the, would the dean make his resolution to convert everyone? <laughs> I think so. Or just to get out of here because he really doesn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, he would, of course, uh, become an ally to King Olaf Tryggvason, who is trying to, to convert Norway. So I think that he would want to run and join the king. <laughs> or maybe like pray for Jesus to return so he doesn't have to think about it anymore. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, it, it kind of depends on how pragmatic he is. If he really is pragmatic, he would get his he would get his ass on a ship and go to the capital to see the king. But if he's not if he's not so pragmatic or so bold as to really attempt an escape, then yes, he would just pray. And then for Joel, I don't know if he would say anything. I don't think he would see anything. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to get into all that. No. Especially if they get in trouble for not taking the oath seriously. I don't think he wants to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he just wants to survive. <laughs> exactly. How about Aiden? Uh, yeah, that, that's a good question. I think that I'm not really sure that Aiden would, would say anything out loud. But of course, he would want to, to escape. I mean, especially in, in, in his first months of being there, he really wants to escape, uh, to run away. So this, he, of course, cannot say it out loud, but this is what he would be thinking. I, think, I don't think Tom would be saying anything, because if he does, it will be something very ordinary. Like, I hope I get more whales next year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's a simple guy with simple needs. <laughs> yeah. So there's nothing to swear anything because a lot of it is out of his control. He doesn't control how many whales comes his way. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, he would want his father's business to flourish and, and to help as much as possible. So yeah, it would be something along these lines. Mm -hmm. Are they yawn? I don't know. Like, what would he <laughs> To reconquer England? <laughs> he can't say that out loud. <laughs> yes, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so he won't say anything but he will be staring at Ingvar yeah that's right that's right yeah yeah there was a lot of swearing uh oaths uh well about relationships and who you want as a uh I don't know sexual or amorous conquest for the next year but of course uh saying it about another man would not be a good idea but someone like Oswald would definitely make his vow about having Ranbank in the following years. <laughs> yeah, and, and of course, Frankie would do it for Sam. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have to do it saying a poem. 
so you can put it into into rhyme. I mean, well, not really rhyme because they, they only have alliteration. And this is what they consider as rhyme. But yeah, <laughs> would Frankie be able to do that? Or it would just be short, like two two lines. Two lines. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he paid someone to write it for him. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, he cannot pay Sam, but maybe he pays, I don't know, I don't know, or Joel or someone who is more, well, used to, to, to speaking out loud or <laughs> better with words than he is. Exactly. Yeah. So I think... I think that Lars uh, yeah, would want to, uh, would offer his services, but he is not very good at, at lyrics. <laughs> very much like to be he makes songs but he doesn't really make good songs i mean he's very good at singing and playing instruments but with the words he's kind of bad so uh frankie would would regret paying uh lars to do it (laughs) he may not be able to tell because he doesn't speak um the language that well being a foreigner so he might think it's good (laughs) yeah that's right and then if sam can understand and if he can understand that the poem is about him (laughs) he would probably just burst out laughing or something and frankie would not understand maybe he would just be disappointed you know oh he didn't take me seriously he thinks i'm a laughing stock (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) so sam we talked about his oath ardayan sort of joel he won't say it out loud. Frankie, we all know what it is. The Dean, he just wants Jesus to come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Thomas just wails. Yeah. <laughs> he is modest. How about Eolf? Oh, Eolf? Well, I think that Eolf and Ingvar would want to, uh, you know, the, their campaign to, to be a success. And Eolf... Yeah, he, he would also want to, to be with Ingwa. So <laughs> he can also make a love poem about Ingwa. <laughs> because Ingwa has already made the wish for the campaign to be a success and for, and for the country not to be converted. So then there's no point in Ale repeating the same mm-hmm. thing. Love poem. <laughs> uh, who else? So Ryan Vake herself. Um, maybe she would also make a love poem for Ingwa. <laughs> not asphalt, but how would he react to that? Yeah, not uh, who Ingvar? Asphalt, because she's oh, not. Asphalt, yeah. Gosh. yeah, yeah. I mean, he would be really, really jealous, of course. And uh, but but he wouldn't really show it. I mean, he would show it, but with his friends and everything, not very openly. I mean, mm-hmm. he knows that Ranveig has a crush on Ingvar, but he hopes that Ingvar will, will never return the crush and then she would just resort to him, you know, because it's the next best thing. <laughs> Who else? Okay, Helgi and Lars. So what are their oaths? Oh, I think that they, they want to be made men, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> like in that story that I showed you and that I haven't yet published that, yeah, they, they, they want to be better as a social position, you know, to be recognized as warriors and be given important tasks. So maybe this is what they would, would want for, for Christmas, for Yule. Mm, I see. And who else did we not talk about who's at the party? Uh, well, I'm not sure women took vows. I don't think I ever came upon uh, or came across, sorry, uh, a saga where women also took vows. So I, I'm not sure that, I mean, maybe Ranbaik would say her vow with her friends. Mm-hmm. And her friends don't say anything, right? In particular. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, Svanhild is interested in uh, sports competitions and she's good at wrestling and things like that. But it's not, it's, it, it is quite uh, frowned upon for a woman to, to wrestle in public with men, you know, so she can just compete with, with, with the women if, if she wants, but there's not really, I mean, maybe with Ranvei but she is clearly stronger than Ranvei, just, just for show, um, just for fun at the party, but no one would really take women fighting all that seriously, but, and, and definitely not fighting with men. So maybe she would want something along those lines so to, uh, to win some kind of competition. Uh, mm. she, she fights with Helgi and Lars, and sometimes she wins, so <laughs> yeah. So maybe she would want to, to win a competition. Mm-hmm. I think that's it, right? I think that's yeah. all the people who are going yes, to, yeah. And, and their friend, I mean, Gertha, sorry, uh, Helgi's sister, she would want to find love. She's very romantic. Mm, yeah, so I, I guess, see. Uh, I think this is everyone. Mm-hmm. And then they end everything off with more drinking. Oh, yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. And until, well, <laughs> some of them just fall under the table or something. <laughs> Especially due to Ardeyan's vodka. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and they can have a, a big sleepover because, of course, as good guests, they would also offer places for the guests to sleep. Good hosts, sorry. <laughs> offer places for the guests to sleep in so yeah mm-hmm. the <laughs> <laughs> i think that in what i often are would find really nice accommodation <laughs> yeah they will <laughs> <laughs> if it goes well if not it's just a often are but <laughs> but that's okay i mean it's better than nothing right <laughs> i guess Ingvar will have a lot of fun either way. Oh, yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting a lot of attention. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, it may be overwhelming for him and he might just take the cowardly way out and just at one point say, I'm off and just go away, close the door and never look back. So Eolf and Ardeyan will be like, Okay, so now there's just two of us. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, this is amazing. I just love the crossover. And, you know, we learned so much more about these characters. Yeah, I know. It was so fun. It's true. I mean, it was quite, quite useful, <laughs> wasn't it? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we learned a lot about how their potential interactions would be like. Yes, exactly, exactly, and how they would react in such out of the ordinary situations.、Mm-hmm, definitely. In the future, we can definitely talk about like the inverse of this, which is your characters going into my world. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we have to brainstorm at one point and maybe have a separate session for this. Yes, because I think it should be more detailed. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you as well. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Yeah. Bye. bye.